The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm so grateful you join us here today. Um, and before we introduce our guest today, I want to say hello to the man behind part of the technology, because there's a staff over at KKNW, Olivia, Jessica, sometimes Zach. Um, but in the studio at 11.50 a.m., it's Mr. Benny Mathers. Hey, Benny. Hi. How's it going, Christine? It's going okay. You know, it's, it's really weird not doing this in the studio with you. I miss seeing you across that counter and seeing all the the screens and seeing how you multitask all the time. Well, I miss um, you too very much. Big hug. And you know, that's what uh, we do. Hug, Big hug, hug right back at you. Yeah. yeah. And um, boy, oh boy, I don't know when all this is going to end. Um, you know, life may, may never get back to normal. Yeah. Well, we got to be optimistic and I think we still are. And we're setting a really good uh, example for a lot of other states and countries and, and what we're doing the best that we can and, you know, being safe and staying home and, Six to ten feet, wash your hands, and don't touch your face. I'm still sticking to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, yeah. And the not touch your face part, you know, now that's that so hard not it, to. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessive <laughs> about washing my hands anyway, but I not know. touching my face. Right. It's like a hard time not doing that. I know. <laughs> uh, Strength. Yeah. Strength in numbers. And I think that there are a lot of people right now who um, are facing hardships, um, literally physical hardships. Um, not knowing how they're going to afford their rent, um, struggling with food. I saw in, I think it was um, somewhere in Texas, there was this line of like 10,000 cars waiting to get food from this food bank. Wow. Um, it's just, it, we're in a really sad situation here. Yeah. And I think there are many people who are fortunate enough to be home. They're not frontline workers. They, you know, they, they're not going to, um, you know, crumble financially being home for a couple of months because they can work from home and such but um there are a lot of people struggling of course the frontline workers and i'm really grateful that we had the stay-at-home order early in the state uh, because i think it's really helped flatten that curve so there are plenty of people right now who are having to reorient um normal isn't normal anymore. We've got a new normal. And I suspect that after all this, we're going to be in a new, new normal that's going to feel uncomfortable for a lot of people. And the question is, how do we get through this? Not only just get through the, the difficulties in the short term, but actually learn to thrive in it. And our guest today she talks about soul frequency, which may sound a little woo-woo on, on one hand, although not to our listeners, because, you know, our listeners are into the woo-woo, but really she offers concrete ways 
to align with the true self so that we can thrive. And she's got an interesting story how she personally applied this. And, and um, anyway, I'll introduce her in a few moments. We're going to take a quick 60 second break and try to get all this technology in alignment to make sure everything's sounding good and looking good. And we'll be right back. Stay tuned. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show. You know, I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, I was actually on her show a couple of weeks ago and we really connected. It's like it's kind of like mind meld, I think it was that Star Trek. <laughs> and we we speak the same language, we we you know have some of the same philosophy, and she's got deep wisdom. She's got a book out called The Soul Frequency. I want to make sure that that's showing up. And um, she is Shauna Lee. She's an intuitive healer, a celebrity manifestation coach. She is the number one best-selling author of this book that I just mentioned, The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life. And um, she is the founder of thesoulfrequency.com. Um, she's, she's got the podcast I just talked about, the Soul Frequency Podcast. And she loves to lead the conversation about creating a life of fulfillment and alignment with self. She's a speaker, a businesswoman, a consultant, an executive to executives of Fortune 500 companies, celebrities, influencers, and fashion industry experts. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Shauna Lee. Hi, Shauna. Hi, it's so good to be here. It's so nice to have you here. And, um, you know, I've loved your book. I, I read at least one book a week because it's an important thing, you know, to, for me to read my guest books. And I have to tell you that there is a lot of stuff that there's great wisdom out there but it's sometimes it's not it's presented in some of the similar ways over and over again and you've done something a little different that i really really appreciate you've integrated your own personal journey into the lessons um, in a way that just flows and oftentimes it's kind of stilted when people do that they either need to do a memoir or they need to do you know a nonfiction book where they're 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 teaching you know, with teaching points but You've integrated it so seamlessly, and I want to compliment you on your book. It's it's worthwhile. Thank you. Thank you for noticing that. Yeah, it was a lot of discussion about how to do that, and it was done for a very specific reason. But a lot of books, you know, they have just a small section where they tell a little bit about their story, like you said, or it's a memoir. And we did something a little bit differently, um, yeah. which was part of what I was guided to do. So I'm uh -huh. glad you recognize that. And it's funny too because years ago I was in a um, a course. 
um, taught by a publisher about, you know, how to write a book proposal. And, and uh, I wanted to do the exact same thing. And my proposal, he's like, oh, no, those two things should never intersect. And I, I'm so glad you proved him wrong. I'm breaking all the rules. I got to tell you, all over the place. <laughs> I really appreciate that about you. And, you know, after reading your story and um, sort of understanding your journey, before we get into that, I just want to ask, okay, you've, you've been helping people for a long time based on your own inner learning and you know, you've been coaching people in a variety of ways. Why were you inspired to write this book? I resisted writing this book at the beginning, but what it was clear to me at a certain point on my journey, because I was a businesswoman, I was in corporate America, I was not living my truth, I was not fulfilled, I was making money thinking that was going to somehow lead to fulfillment. And when I had what I would call a solid spiritual awakening experience, which really shook everything that I was, it really pulled the carpet out from underneath me. And it had me reevaluate my life in ways that I think right now at our current time, we're being asked to in a certain oh, yeah. way and really having to look within. And I went through this years ago when no one else was going through this. And so it felt like, why is this happening to me? It doesn't seem to be happening to anybody else in my life. And at a certain point, I was really shown this process that I was going through. Like there was a beginning, middle and end to this process. Uh -huh. And and I was basically shown that I was supposed to tell the story of the beginning and the middle of the end. Because so often in life, when we go through transformation, we run from it because we don't realize there's a beginning, a middle and an end to the process. It just feels like, my life is coming apart or my life is changing and I don't know what to do about that. And so we really, that's why there's so much of my story in there is we really want to take people through what does it look like to really deeply transform your life and really come out the other side of it feeling deep fulfillment. I think that's such a good point because oftentimes we'll hear about the, the crisis moment in somebody's life and then we'll hear about the wisdom that they garnered along the way but we won't hear too much about the step-by-step -step journey. And that's something that you share. And it's, you know, it's not just one moment to the wisdom, right? You know, the, 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 the falling apart and then, oh, suddenly you've got this great wisdom. Um, you, you were very honest about the fact that you fell down over and over again, you know, figuratively speaking. So tell us a little bit about your life. You know, once upon a time you were living the American dream, right? Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think like many people, we have this idea of what's gonna make us happy and we go after that. And sometimes there's a mental checklist of like, oh, once I get here or once I accomplish this, then the light will shine down upon me and I will be happy. And I think what happens to a lot of people is as they start checking things off that list and they start heading towards maybe a middle section of their life, and they're not feeling what they thought they were going to be feeling. There's a lot of behaviors that go along with that, you know, whether it's, you know, drinking or eating or, you know, I mean, even adultery. I mean, there's a lot of things that people start to behaviors that in ways we start to act out when life just disappoints us. It isn't yeah, the, the distraction, the suppression, exactly, the, the avoidance of what's really coming up. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I just at a certain point in my life woke up and said, oh, I think I'm heading down this road 
and I don't think that I'm supposed to, and I don't want to. Like, what is this fulfillment thing? Because I think we we mirror success and fulfillment, and we think they're the same thing, and they're not at all, yes, yes. at all, right? right? And so, and all you need to do is to become really successful to find that out. Totally. <laughs> and so I had gotten to that place, and I really got curious about this idea of fulfillment. Where does it come from? Why don't I feel deeply fulfilled? How do I find that? And that's really what started my whole process of transformation. And I think it's a beautiful journey. And, and I do want to point out that it's not like you're living all by yourself and making the choices just for yourself because um, you had some other people there with you. And, and so from my perspective, it takes a lot more courage to shake your own life up when you know it's gonna have a ripple effect to others. Tell us a little bit about what was going on there. Yeah, I was married, I had a small child. I mean, there was a lot of considerations. Obviously, I was making choices that people in my life thought were crazy, meaning you just don't walk away from this successful life. You just don't make these big sweeping changes because of course that scares everybody else, right? Everyone's afraid of change. And so when you start changing, they start not only looking at you, but looking at themselves and going, wait a second, what does this mean about me? And, and so there was all kinds of like repercussions of that. And I think one of the things I talk to my clients about is about how to communicate the changes we want to make, because we really don't know how to do that. We're not taught how to do that. And so we stay unhappy and we stay in dynamics where we feel kind of trapped sometimes because we don't know how to get ourselves out of them. And so part of the book, you know, I ask people to do a lot, answer a lot of questions and do a lot okay. of self reflection in the book about what is my truth and how do I move forward into greater alignment with that? Yeah. And I think that you were a very successful real estate agent. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. And um, you were living the high life in so many ways, you know, very successful. And I think in a situation like that, when you start to feel trapped, oftentimes people have this inclination to start blaming things externally from the husband or the the mate to the oh well you know i've got the burden of, of a child now to oh my friends aren't supporting me properly like the, the blame and shame game but it seems like based on what i read in your book you kind of stayed away from that to a certain degree i mean to to, to a large degree how did you avoid you know, pointing your finger at like, oh, you trapped me into this or something like that, that blame and shame game that so many people do. Well, luckily I was married to somebody who I feel is my soulmate who really understood me and I really understood him. And we both kind of looked at each other and realized that there were a lot of pressures externally on our life that weren't really who each of us were. I mean, I think having our child was this really big wake up experience of saying, what do we want to reflect back to him? And if we're not really happy in this, you know, and, and you feel a little bit betrayed, like this is all a lie. Like people are building lives based on thinking that it's going to be fulfilling. And like, this is a joke, like, haha, once you get behind the velvet rope, you realize this isn't really real. And so we felt a little bit like jaded from that experience and said, how do we build something different? And then, you know, there was a process of like really talking about it, about all the fears that come up. I mean, there was a process to it, but, but we held on to each other through it. Yeah, and I think that's so impressive because, and, and clearly your husband was willing to grow as well. I think oftentimes when people have this own, in, their own internal wake-up call, 
that um, their partners not necessarily come along for the ride. So I think that that's, that's really wonderful that you two were able to do it together. And, you know, the, the practical circumstances, you went from a, a, a large home, right? To a small apartment, is that right? Yes, we down to, we had a very large home um, in California and we had, when we got married, it was completely remodeled, done to our taste. I mean, we were going to stay there for 30 years. And so mm -hmm. there was a lot of emotion when it became clear that to change our lives, we couldn't maintain all of the things in the short term. It was kind of like, let's take two steps back to take 10 steps forward is what we decided. Right. And so we downsized. I mean, we sold half of the things in our home. We we left, we moved into a small place. I mean, it's literally less than half the size. Uh -huh. And there was a lot of like, we just don't know as a culture and in humanity, how to contract, how to downsize, how to step back from things. We yeah. are really good at buying more things and putting more things on top, thinking it's going to make everything better. And so it was a real lesson in going within, in understanding the shame, right? Because there's shame in that. Like Shame in what way? Like I like you're like you're failing, right? Like the world is looking at you going, oh, you're leaving your big house, you're failing, right? And really the, the dichotomy was, so we had to deal with our own shame about that, but the dichotomy was, why am I feeling kind of better inside that I'm moving away from this, yet everyone outside of me is going, oh, I'm so sorry. It was an interesting uh -huh. dichotomy going on. Yeah, and that also indicates, I, I imagine that the, the friends you have chosen or the family members who um, you know you were interacting with didn't really see you because if you were really feeling better you making these courageous choices and yet people were kind of like sad for you then that means that they didn't really see you or understand you and I'm sure that that added a whole other level of shift and, and perhaps grief Yes, there was a lot of grief and it was realizing that sometimes people only can see what they want for you, right? Uh -huh. Like, oh, yeah, build a life based on this is going to make my family happy or my parents happy or people right. are going to respect me if I do this or think that I'm successful. There's so much of life that's this external, you know, saying that you're wonderful and good and right, even at the expense of what you feel inside of yourself. Yeah. And that's where I really in the book want to explain, like, sometimes we feel so disconnected inside and yet the world around us is telling us, oh, you're doing well, you're doing yeah. great. And how do we make that make sense within ourselves so we can live, that's living out of alignment, right? These things aren't yeah. lining up in your life. How do you make your, your inner life feel as good as your outer life feels? And I had to deal with the same thing, you know, once upon a time I was a statistician, eventually a research statistician in cancer research, and um, it was not connected to my heart. I was good at it, and I was making good money. Um, you know, then later on, I, I shifted out of that into something that was aligned with my soul. Then, you know, fast forward, I was in a marriage that was so difficult. I was so incredibly unhappy, and yet, you know, my parents were expecting me to stay and, and from the outside, it may have looked, okay, there's stress and stuff, but really, you know, it, you, you stay together for the kids, right? And, and so letting go of other people's expectations is probably at least as hard as letting go of our own expectations. Exactly. It's, I would say it's the most difficult thing. I have found, you know, 
the hardest thing for people, I talk a lot about energy frequency and I talk a lot about this understanding of our own energy, which is our soul frequency. Uh And when we want to change our life or when we want to upgrade our energy, the one thing that is holding us back from doing that is our connection to other people right? That, that this connection that we've had to other people keeps us in a certain energy. And when we want to change, we simply don't even know how to explain that we want to change. A lot of times people feel like you're going through it personally and you're kind of hiding it from the people in your life at the beginning before you start to really speak it into the world. And it's a tough transition and it's an important transition. And I think if we had better tools around it, we would feel more equipped to do it. So tell me a little bit more about what the soul frequency is. Why, why do you view things in terms of energetics? It happened as a process of my awakening. So when I share about a time in the book where I was laying face down on my son's bedroom floor, um, which was one of the first times I really started receiving some very powerful higher guidance. And that is the night I was kind of shown these steps that I was being taken through, but I literally had to be brought to my knees to see this because in all of the letting go, there was so much resistance and so much emotion and so much um, victim mentality of all of the stuff that we were traveling through that I just couldn't see anything else. And so that night I was basically shown this path, this beginning, the middle and end that I was on. And then I was going to teach this to people because it was going to become more relevant down the line. So it's interesting because we've moved into this energy at this current time that's really causing people, it's grounding people saying, you need to stop doing all the busyness and you need to sit and really be in your life which then has people discover, do I like being in my own life? Because when we're so busy, right? We're just so busy that we don't see certain things. And so they, I was basically told that I was being prepared for this time where more people were going to realize that change needs to happen through them, through the inside of them, not exterior change, but change that is originated from within. Um, Didn't make a ton of sense to me at the time. I was like, yeah, whatever. I hope my life gets better (laughs) at the time, but it does make a lot more sense now. And so this word concept the soul frequency was our own energetic fingerprint like just like we all have individual unique fingerprints we have individual unique energy that runs through us like at the core of who we are we are energy and we're going to come to understand this in greater ways over the next 10 years Um, but how to shift that energy such that you attract different things into your life naturally instead of the concept of working hard or going after something right? Which we do to get success. It's this concept of full alignment with yourself such that you pull certain things towards you. So it's just a different way of being in the world. And I Uh actually think of it like a technology. It's like a newer technology that we can access. Yeah. And I know that scientists have been able to evaluate things in a variety of ways from, you know, the way our frequency, our, you know, our light affect each other to, how we can alter the light, you know, that that emanates beyond us to, you know, adjusting extremely low frequency vibrations to, you know, quantum entanglement. I mean, there's so many fascinating things, but I want to back up for a minute because I think that um, what you were talking about uh, a moment ago was really important distinction. Um, You were talking about victimhood versus surrender is my perspective on it. When you finally kind of 
fell to the floor on your son's, you know, fell to the floor in your son's room, you had a moment of surrender. And I think that people often get confused uh, between the, like victimhood, like, okay, well, I've let go because I can't control this versus really letting go. Um, how do you distinguish between the two? There, in any transformation, there is resistance to it. And the way that we resist things is we say life is going on outside of us and all these people are doing these things to us or saying these things to us. And I am the victim of these circumstances, which only keeps us disconnected from ourself and our power, right? Well, we are giving our power to other people saying they did this, therefore I have to live like this or be like this. Or when right. we're so angry, we're in total resistance. We can't even see the path forward. And so a lot of times the universe will, will really like so-called bring us to our knees in the fight of victimhood. Like we just fight and fight and fight until we come to a point where we have this awareness where it's like, this isn't the way forward. Like this isn't gonna get me anywhere. This is keeping me circling in, in low frequency emotions and patterns and, and drama. And, and the way forward is for me to just finally like give, give, right? Give in, give up let it go, surrender in this moment. And in that surrender, you have higher access, right? More yeah. can come through, like, meaning you're not supposed to figure it out on your own. You're not supposed to feel alone on the journey and separated from everything. You're supposed to surrender so that the path can reveal itself. Right, and I, re I remember my critical moment when I was um, heal working to heal myself with cancer when doctors had nothing to offer me in the immediate term. And um, I was doing all the you know, so-called right things. And then eventually I realized I didn't have control and I sobbed and sobbed. It was the same kind of thing, essentially throwing myself to my floor. And I heard this voice that said, okay, now you get it. Now we can work together. And it it's the sort of thing I, I, I liken it to um, watching a two-year-old try to do something they're not capable of that if they just had a, an adult to help them to do it like oh no no you know and they get all frustrated and all angry and there's the adult the parent saying you know I can just show you how to do this if you just let go of control for a minute you know and so it's that that dichotomy between um, being empowered to make change but letting go of control, which is sort of an oxymoron in, in, in our culture, right? Yes, and that's a great analogy. And you know, we are taught to know everything. Like you're supposed to know everything, be able to do it right, rely on yourself. I mean, there's a lot of praising that goes on in yeah. our culture around doing it right, knowing the right way. And uh -huh. so it's completely counterintuitive to literally fall apart, surrender, and give over, you know what I mean? Yeah. Higher guidance to something else. I mean, it's just, it's just not what we grow up with for the most part. And when you do it though, you are supported in a way that I don't think you can be supported by other human beings. Um, so there oh. is an eternal uh, love that most of us don't know while we're in human bodies, right? This higher, completely clear, um, unconditional, constant stream of love guiding your life. And that like is almost, you know, lately I've been thinking a lot about it as like a reparenting, 
right? So yeah, a lot, I think of it the exact same way. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of like parental wounds that people have. And when you connect with this, this true love, it's like, it's what every child, I think, you know, obviously they're new on the planet. It's what every child I think wants to connect to. And then sometimes it, they're not able to connect to that, right? Through yeah. their parents. And so we feel like disjointed or disconnected through most of our life. And when you reconnect with that level of love that is helping guide your life, so much of the other stuff falls away and you're able to really, I think, line up with fulfillment for sure, but line up with your purpose and yeah. start powerfully sharing that in the world. Yeah. You know, we're going to go to a quick break, but when we return, Shauna, I'm going to want you to share with our listeners your pragmatic and very wise step-by-step -step approach. Stay tuned for more with Shauna Lee here in just a few moments. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. This is Debbie Pokornik with a break-free parenting tip. If you haven't been practicing active listening or not getting into some bad habits, it's a good idea to go back to the basics and remind yourself how to be a good listener. Here's an idea that might help. When your child comes to you with a story about her day, set aside whatever you're doing and give her your full attention. If you're in the middle of something that can't be put aside, Tell her that you really want to be able to give her story your full attention and ask if you could continue the conversation at a specific time. So for example, this sounds like an important story and I'd really like to give it my full attention. Can we talk about it in 10 minutes when supper's in the oven? Active listening might sound like common sense, but often it's these simple skills that get buried in our parenting pack and easily forgotten or overlooked. Challenge yourself to practice this skill for a full week and see if you notice a difference in how much your child is sharing. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change, with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. 
Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Welcome back to the Christine Hepcher Show. I think that's where we're at right now. Is that right, Benny? Uh, I would, yes, I would agree very much okay. so. <laughs> it was it was abrupt there, and I am like, huh, are we here yet? Apparently we are. Welcome back. So grateful to have you here. I'm talking to the author of The Soul Frequency, Shauna Lee. And by the way, her name is spelled S-H-A-N-N-A, last name L-E-E. So when you go to look for the book on Amazon or you're looking for her, website um and we'll talk a little bit more about her website and what she offers a little bit later but anyway you know her, her name is spelled a little differently than norm the normal shauna so shauna you've got a step-by-step process which i really appreciate and you ask some very insightful questions for us to answer along the way and in fact i'm gonna you know i've i've read your book and done it over you know a couple of days and yet I need to go back and I need to answer some of these questions because even though I've been on my journey for a long time, my, my psycho-spiritual journey with a whole lot of support in a variety of ways, I found that you've got some very insightful questions that I want to ask myself. Um, so tell us a little bit about the step-by-step process. So it's called the anatomy of transformation, which is really like when we break down and go into the detail of like, what is transformation and what are the steps and stages, like the beginning, middle and end that we're moving through. There were four steps that I was shown in the process. Um, The first step is truth, which is really getting to what is the truth? Like, so the truth could be, wait, I'm waking up and realizing I don't like my job anymore. Or I'm waking up and realizing I don't belong in this relationship, or I'm waking up and realizing something in my life needs to change, or I need to communicate differently. It can be very tangible things. It can also be things like inner things. Like I need to spend more quiet time. I need to, you know, live in a different place. I don't feel like I belong here anymore. I mean, we have to check in for change because what was right for us five years ago, 10 years ago might not be right today. And especially in our current climate. And so we really have to get to the truth. And we do a lot of things to kind of lie to ourselves about oh, what yeah. is, yeah. right? or elude <laughs> ourselves from the truth. And so really profoundly stepping into what is my truth is the beginning of any transformation. And we get to asking ourselves the truth through the portal of pain. Without some pain in our life, be it emotional, mental, physical, anything, we just stay busy and we stay disconnected. And so a pain is actually can be a very powerful transformational agent. And it can also be something that we're grateful for in the end because it woke us up. So truth is the first step. The second step and, is- and by the way, I just want to say something about truth. You know, the, the old expression, you know, the truth hurts. Yeah. I really don't think it's the truth that hurts us. It's the illusions and having to face the illusions that we have bought into. That's one of the most painful things I think we can experience because sometimes we've bought into illusions that we've, you know, experienced and, and, and lived our entire lives. And we realize it's like, you know, a house built on sticks. Yes, exactly. It's, there's no foundation to it. Right. And when we peel back the layers, it, it is painful to see those things and the truth will also set you free. Right. So this portal of truth is, is incredible. And 
it moves you into release, which is the second pillar, which is the stickiest for most people. Because like I said, we don't want to release anything. We just want to keep piling things on top of what we've got. And so this can be physical release, meaning like we move, we downsize, we change things in our physical environment. It can be release of limiting thoughts. It can be release of belief sets. Like you said, release of illusions. Um, sometimes it's release of people out of our life. I mean, there's a lot of different ways as we start to really step into the truth that we need to release certain things. And one thing I always tell people to start releasing is like start cleaning out your environment, like that garage, that drawer, right? I mean, it, it can be those simple things that start to change the energy and wake us up. And after release, there's a gap, right? It's this clearing that we go through where it's like, now what, right? Yeah. I've left my life I have changed or it's and it's the part that freaks people out a little bit like we don't know what to do with the space right yeah. and I say space is powerful yes and I, I liken it like I went through this um I had left um you know prominent position um in business in a certain business and had kind of like ended a business, a small business with somebody else. I left a marriage and, and I liken it to sort of going from being in a motorboat with a GPS, knowing exactly where I was going to being out on a raft without any oars getting like tossed about. And it's very disconcerting, but it's, I really wish I could, people could understand the, the depth of freedom that comes from that. Like, who am I? I don't know. And eventually becoming okay with that. Where am I going? I don't know that's incredibly freeing. It is so freeing and it's exactly where you plant the seeds. So the place that freaks people out the most is exactly where you're sowing the seeds of tomorrow. So when we feel like we're in that gap of space, we wanna just remember that's infinite possibility. That's exactly yeah. where I'm gonna plant the seeds, right? Now I have, I've pulled out all the old weeds and I've got this clear soil and now uh -huh. I get to build. And the third step is experience, which is what is that experience you wanna be living based on your truth? How are you going to put that experience together for yourself and start to grow? And the fourth step is a line, which is how do we keep ourselves in this high frequency? How do we draw things naturally into our life that are in alignment so it's friends and family and things like that and a circle, soul circle of people around us that support us and that can see yeah. us, as well as just practices like ways of being in the world, how we allow more goodness into our life. And so we are constantly going through this anatomy of transformation in different aspects of our life. And for some people, they almost have a global whole life transformation that happens all at once. Certain people are called up to that in this lifetime, not everybody, not most people. Um, but if we learn how to move through this and how to communicate through this, we, we stop holding on to the past. We stop feeling the fear. We know that this is a process that's going to start and it's going to end and it becomes fun. It becomes exciting. I know that there are plenty of people who have the, the, the knowingness or the knowledge that things will be better on the other side. But I think Oftentimes people will get stuck saying, oh, okay, I'm willing to, to go through this because I know it will be better on the other side. So they're not fully letting go right. to, to get there. How, like, what, what's your advice for helping people to get to that place of openness where they can sow the seeds? And then once they're there, how do they choose which seeds to sow? 
It's so great. Everyone wants to jump from truth to a line, right? Like, let me, yes. <laughs> let me take that quick bridge, right? <laughs> truth to a line. Like, um, it's, it's, you know, that's, that's ego, right? That's, that's our personality that just wants it to be quick and fast and doesn't see the value in going through the whole process. Um, I always say like, you know, whatever you're being called up to, cause I believe we're called up to it. Like we either, you know, the people that listen to this interview might be going, oh, this is moving me in a new direction, right? And they wouldn't be here if they weren't meant to hear this. So it's right. trusting that when this moves into your life, there might be somewhere in your life you need to kind of look at this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it's just starting slowly. Like we don't need to go from zero to a hundred. It's just looking at, well, what is it that's not feeling good that's a really simple thing? And how can I get my mind used to like releasing something that isn't, you know, like maybe it's a physical belonging in your home and uh -huh. just like, let me get used to it in this way. So I think we have to start getting used to this idea of simplifying and releasing with very simple things. And then as you start to go, oh, I'm okay. Then you start uh -huh. doing it more and more and you deepen the practice of it. Um, yeah. And that really leads to larger transformations. And and I think that that's a really good point. I, I often think of it, the, the, the letting go and, and moving through that transformation, um, the more we do it, it's kind of like strengthening a muscle. It you is. know, like you, you work out, eventually you're much stronger. Eventually the, the small shifts of the friend that, you know, you need to allow to walk out of your life or you need to step away from, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's okay. It's sad. And yet it's not in alignment with who I am. And um, I'm okay with that because I know that I will be fine. And I know that there will be other people who will be more in alignment with me, who will be drawn to me. And, and so I know that things will be fine. Whereas like the first couple of times, I feel like that happens. It's just so traumatic because of the attachment and the lack of trust that things will work, work, work out okay. That's what it is. It's, it's fear and the fear of what will happen on the other side, the unknown, right? Yeah. And the thing to know about fear is that in any transformation, you're going to move through fear. You're going to develop a different relationship with fear. The thing with fear is we're only feeling the fear that we have suppressed for many years, right? So the, oh, all the fear- say that again, Shauna. That's <laughs> really important. Say it again. We're only feeling the fears that we've suppressed for many years. So when you have a triggering event that as you're moving through some transformation in your life and all this fear comes up, it's only because it's finally getting a voice, right? So if this is, and, and fear is just energy. It's just emotional energy that needs to move out of your body. So I really help people with how to move that energy out so that we cannot get stopped by it and we can have clarity. But it's important, like even the fears that people are feeling at this time, although they are very real external mm -hmm. fears, it's also you're relating to the experience based on what is inside of you. So some people are not feeling fearful at this time. Some people are not feeling terrified, even if external things are going on in their life, right? That are changing. And so realizing that whatever we're feeling like sadness, fear, mm -hmm. any of those things are just things that we've suppressed many times in our life over our yeah. lifetime. And they're rising up at this time. I, I also think that, um, even if we're not going to a place of fear or sadness of anything that's touching our own lives, um, we can feel the fear and the sadness of the collective. Because I know that a lot of sensitives are experiencing this. And, and, and so I, I know you're you know, uh, very wise with the energetics. How do we observe 
but set boundaries for that. Super important at this time. I think some people that don't even identify themselves as sensitive are feeling the fears of the collective. Like, because again, with frequency and energy, we align to what we're around. We are, we are aligning beings, right? Whatever energy we're around, we want to grab onto that. And so when we're looking around and a lot of people are feeling all this fear, we're going to align to it. And so this is where um, practices of going within are really powerful where you can, like one of the things I do um, is seal off, like call my energy back to myself and seal off anything else. So so we have all of these, like I call them tentacles, the energetic tentacles that we have out to people we love or projects we're doing, uh -huh. all of these tentacles, right? Or, or even people we're angry with or whatever. Right, or so people we're angry those with, tentacles. Yes, right? Yes, yes. So many tentacles, right? So sometimes if you're feeling depleted, it's just sometimes it's because you're connected to too many things energetically and you need to call your energy back. So you can simply say something like in a quiet meditation, like I'm calling my energy back to me now. And you can imagine sealing off these different things that you interact with in life and basically bringing all of that energy back into yourself so that we're not plugged into a lot of what's going on. And, and it's a, it's wonderful to be compassionate. I'm super compassionate and empathetic. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to plug into this to exchange with people, right? Like I, I plug in to exchange with my clients, right? I plug into, to help the healing of the world, but you can't stay plugged into that all the time or you will deplete yourself, right? Physically, yeah. emotionally, energetically. So it's knowing when to plug in and when to pull all your energy back within yourself and find your centerpiece, yeah. right? So that you can be that piece for the world, right? It doesn't help if everybody is caught in the spiral, you wanna be able to go out, connect, and then come back within and restore yourself, restore your energy. Now, Shauna, before we go any further, because I know that our conversation you know, will still be going by the time the show has ended, I want to make sure our listeners know how they can connect with you, what's your website, what it is that you, that you offer. Sure. The website is the soul, S-O-U-L, frequency.com. That's our hub, our portal. There's tons of great information on energy. Even start with an article called What is Frequency, if you're interested uh -huh. in hearing more about that. Um, I also have a podcast called The Soul Frequency Show. Um, and I coach people on basically connecting with your own soul frequency so that you can manifest your truth in the three-dimensional reality, right? So we go through a process of manifestation. So you can find out more about that under programs. Also, uh -huh. there's book bonuses too, for anyone that's interested in the book, there's four book bonuses under the book tab on the website. Yeah. And I tell you, it's a wonderful book and, and um, considering how many thousands of books I've read sort of in this genre um, considered to be high praise. I, 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 I think the world of it. Um, okay, so you talk a lot about that soul frequency and being in alignment with it. We go through this process, the pillars that you, you talk about that sort of are the structure of the process. How do we know when we're in the soul frequency? Uh, it's a great question. There, the one of the biggest determinants is you have what we'll call my clients all call them miracles, right? It feels uh -huh. like I call it the land of little miracles, where things just start coming in very quickly. So there's a rapid like whether I'm working with somebody on building their business or working with somebody on more visibility for like let's say an entertainer. It, there is a ground surge of energy that starts to support your life in a yeah. way that feels like a miracle. So when, we, when we're when we able to clear out the stuff that 
that keeps that from happening. Um, it is a natural byproduct of this work where things just elevate at a very quick level for people. And they, they will always message me and say, oh my gosh, this is a miracle. It's like the word miracle just comes up in their mind, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And, and it's not, I mean, it's not, it is a miracle, but it's also energy, right? It's the way yeah. quantum yeah. physics works. It's the way energy works. And so that's how we know we're in great alignment is these things happen naturally, not by force or a lot of exertion. Do you find that sometimes people will get a little freaked out? Like, well, how did that happen? And why did that happen? And, you know, like there, there's something wrong because these, these miracles are happening. Um, not really. Usually it's more like it feels very divine for them. So like okay. it feels like, wow, I'm like all this stuff you have shared with me verbally, like I've shared with them and told them is going to happen is happening. Uh -huh. And that right. feels like a miracle, right? Like how uh -huh. is this? I don't people call it I'm closer to God. People call it, you know, what I mean, the universe is like conspiring to help me. People mm -hmm. say things along those lines. And, and I talk about it as the vibration of change where suddenly you go from this the struggle to ease. It's it's like, you know, there's there's this resistance that turns into this ease that you can feel in your nervous system. You you feel bigger. You feel like you know there's there's more um, sparkle. You know there 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 are th ways that you can sense that where you're in alignment with the here and now, and you know that being in that alignment allows all the possibilities to happen if if they're in alignment with who you are 100 percent. i mean it's it's an experience that i think is hard to put into words until you start to experience it you have to feel those feelings and know yeah. what that's like and once you connect to that once then the door is open right mm -hmm. there's greater possibility to keep connecting to it continuously i sometimes think though that people can um, start to have that stuff come into their lives and it brings up the worthiness mm. issue because some people don't feel worthy. And so when they get into alignment and it starts to flow, then some of the unworthiness issues can start popping up, right? Yeah, sometimes um, we, I talk a lot about that on the front end of, of mm -hmm. it because, and do a lot of like clearing around that so we don't stop the flow. And that's where, you know, practices are really great with that, like how to move through old energy as it pops up, right? Uh -huh. and, right. Um, and really be able to expand into that. But once, I just think that the miracles are so profound for people that right. you just want to stay connected to that energy. Right. It's like, oh, this yeah. feels so good. This feels so right. And we're so used to not feeling good or right in our lives yeah. that that it's I had one who somebody told me it's like the magic carpet ride, right? It's like this, uh -huh. this energy you get on and it just like cruises through your life and it's so beautiful. And what I find so fascinating about it is um on the one hand, these things start to manifest and and it can feel wonderful, joyful, maybe even a little surprising, maybe a lot surprising. And yet there's less attachment to the thing that is manifesting. Because when you're in that alignment, it's not about the attachment. It's not about the thing. Yeah. It's about the flow of those things. 100%. There is, there is a lot of allowing and not a lot of attachment, right? Realizing that things, once you start having the experience that things can flow into your life that are good naturally, you don't need to hold on for dear life to what flows in because right. you're connected to a constant stream, right? It's only yeah. the 
scarcity that causes people like feeling like something good happened and something good never happens to me. Therefore, I need to hold on to it for dear life because yeah. it's never going to happen again. So once you fill that stream, it's like, oh, I can just enjoy the stream as it passes by. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I was talking about the friend example before, and it's like, so somebody amazing comes into your life and supports you in just the ways you need it. And then eventually they start to fall out of your life. And it, instead of feeling like, oh gosh, you know, um, that person has been so great. I don't want them to, to leave or, you know, I, I need to stay even when, though I'm feeling like I need to leave. And yet it's, it's just a part of the flow. Um, and it's the same source, different manifestation, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, we've just got a, a couple minutes left. Um, do you have any final advice for our, our listeners and viewers today? Yeah, just to listen within at this time. This is a really powerful time to be able to go within. We have more time on our hands generally for a lot of people. And this is where the truth can really rise. And so whatever the practice is, whether it's taking a walk in nature or sitting quietly and asking yourself the question like, what wants to be released in my life? What wants to be created in my life? Like what's feeling good? What's not feeling good in my life? I mean, that's one of the most powerful things you can do. Put a line down the middle of the page and say, what feels good in my life on one side and what doesn't feel good in my life on the other side and start just letting that come into your awareness and taking a look at it and trusting that the right things will be brought to your table, right? Yeah. For you to let that evolve. Yeah. And I, and I, love this we talked about this on when i was on your show about how those feelings and those emotions are really important to help us navigate yeah. very yeah yeah um looks like we've got sorry i don't have a digital clock like you know up above benny that i get to look at here okay so um once we get into the soul frequency how can that open us up what like what's the ideal manifestation in like 20 seconds or less that you feel connected to each aspect of your life right connected in relationships connected in business or career connected to your physical body in health that you cannot impact one area of your life energetically without impacting all areas of your life. And so mm -hmm. as you start to shift your energy and shift more into alignment with your soul frequency and get to your truth, it's not, you know, sometimes people come to me for career, but it doesn't just affect their career. It affects every area of their life. And that I think is one of the biggest powerful things about moving energy is mm -hmm. we're not just focusing in one area. We're looking at the holistic aspect yeah. of being right. Yeah. So we can be more holy ourselves. And thank you for joining us here today. Um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com, where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.